The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Another Grammy winner from last night, Devin. Tell me who it is. This is Dua Lipa. I've never heard of her before, but she won Best New Artist last night, so congrats to her, I guess. <laughs> there you go. I wanted you to say it, not me. Thanks, Dev. Appreciate it. It's 3.40 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Man, will you plan this? And we'll get back to the tipping, folks. Trust me. We will get back to Graham Hicks' uh, column in, in uh, after 4 o'clock. Right now, though, uh, we wanted to talk uh, last night about Mike Riley and about uh, Edmonton Eskimos football and then, boy, oh, boy, things changed pretty quickly this morning. Uh, Len Rhodes, as you've heard throughout the afternoon, giving up the helm of the Edmonton Eskimos. The president and CEO will leave on February 20th after seven years. He says it's time for him to pursue other opportunities. And he told Ryan Jesperson this morning on the Jesperson Show that it was a mutual decision. A little bit of background. Uh, this is uh, something that you think about for a long time. You don't just wake up one morning and decide whether you want to uh, move on, but um, my, I was under empl- uh, an employment contract through the end of uh, 2019, and uh, so what was coming into play is uh, what goes on after that, and um, looked at all of the elements of my life, my career, and just felt that at the end of 2019, it would be a good time to uh, move on to something else, take on another challenge. 55 years old, I'd like to do uh, at least one more thing in a very serious way. I don't know what that is yet. And then when the board and I were discussing that, uh, then all of a sudden the conversation evolved into timing. And then we both felt through conversations that sooner versus later is probably better for the organization, given I would not be staying past the end of uh, 2019 anyway. There wasn't any negotiations because it was, I'd say, about a year and a half that we've been talking, you know, uh, do you do you want me to stay? Uh, do uh, Len, do you want to stay? And then do we just get in conversations? The tone is totally amicable. Uh, the same way I walked into this organization, proud to even just have a chance to uh, have an interview with uh, the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, to the to today, nothing has changed in the sense that I love the Edmonton Eskimo organization. It's been such an honor to serve seven years, which is when you look at the seventy-year history the Edmonton Eskimos. I've been a part of it for 10% of that uh, illustrious time, and I'm so proud of that. Uh, My relationship with the board has been uh, fantastic. My relationship with the community. I came from Eastern Canada for this job, and um, I think it was three months into it, I said, I just adore Edmonton. It's the right city for me. I've given more to this community in terms of my engagement than I have in any other city. It's just because that's the way it is in Edmonton, and I was given a great platform through the Edmonton Eskimos to make a difference, not only on my job to try to work with my football ops crew to put a good field team on the field, but also to try to bring value to the community at large, the Edmonton way. Len Rhodes talking this morning on the Jesperson Show, announcing February 20th will be his last day, saying it's a mutual decision. Uh, Welcoming to the studio right now the voice of the Edmonton Eskimos, your voice of the Edmonton Eskimos, Morley Scott, and of course, CFL All-Star, 14 seasons with the Eskimos, played five Grey Cups, won two 
right? The one and only uh, Blake Dermott, who, of course, what is your official title on the on the broadcast? Wait, what happened in the other three? That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm asking. I believe we refer to Blake as our inside the game analyst. Inside the game analyst. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining me in studio this afternoon on this one. Curious to know, uh, first off, your thought, Blake, on the news about Len. Was, was this a surprise? Well, you know, it's because everybody's been talking about the Mike Riley situation that uh, I never even thought about Len Rhodes. I didn't even think about what his contract was like. Uh, he's the president of the organization. I know. Yeah, this is a complete surprise. Not something that... Uh, I mean, of course, it's important to the, 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 the way the organization runs, but, uh, you know, everybody's been so concerned with... Uh, with all the all these quarterbacks yeah. hanging out there, to the on-field part of it, not the off-field part of the game, and it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit of a challenge for that organization. I, I'm guessing that that uh, uh, the offices are a little bare right now. You know, <laughs> what's going on? What what do you think, Morley? I mean, we were talking about Riley. I saw yesterday on Twitter when uh, the story started breaking about likely that uh, Riley's going to sign with BC on Tuesday. Everyone's like, "Fire Len Rhodes! Len Rhodes has got to go!" All of this sort of stuff. And my standard eye rolling back in my head because that gets old to me uh, very quickly Um, and then this happened today and he says it was mutual your thoughts I I, yeah he just says it was mutual and and the discussion as he said you know he was thinking I'm not gonna come back after 2019 I want to do something Mm -hmm. else and it just got expedited I think at that point in their discussion with the board but to to blame Len Rhodes for Mike Riley leaving is ridiculous because that's got nothing to do with it I Mm -hmm. mean honestly and I mean this with all due respect to Len Rhodes because I, I really like him. Um, I, I don't think a lot of the players even would recognize him, you know? I mean, he's he's obviously in the room he, he a little bit. He's on the plane with them when they travel. He sees him in the hotel. But uh, that who the president is doesn't play any effect on who signs where and, and what happens, you know, from play to play on the football field. That's the GM and that's mm-hmm. the coach, right? So. Yeah, Blake, I mean, it, it, the fair assessment of... Absolutely. The I, only time it really mattered was back when uh, Hugh Campbell was also president, yeah. president general exactly. manager. Yeah. And, yeah. Right? Uh, you know, when, uh, when Rick Lawlisher was there, I'm sure there was the same kind of a situation where the players, uh, you know, they're in the locker room and everyone said, who's that guy? You, yeah. you, you, you almost hear that with, with really? players, that, that if, if there was somebody within the organization that wasn't the general manager, the uh, other guys didn't know who they were because they had no interaction with them. Um, want to get to Riley here, of course, but I do want to spend some time uh, on Len. He's here for seven years. And I think tried to, you know, was he's handed he's handed a, a massive stadium where uh, thirty thousand people. It still doesn't look uh, quite sold out, but tried some uh, some different uh, things to get some bums in in the seats. What did he do right? What did he do wrong? I mean, there's still a lot of people that will go back to um, firing Ed Hervey as, uh, you know one of the big things that he did wrong yeah that's he gets a lot of takes a lot of hits for that for firing Ed Hervey rightly or wrongly um he did fire him so obviously you know he was the guy who made the decision but uh as people people as I tell people I mean like Len Rhodes is an educated man who's run a, a couple of multi-million dollar corporations <laughs> he just doesn't fire someone because of whatever right mm-hmm. because the dressing room's not open to the media there had to be obviously reasons behind it and we'll probably never know all the reasons behind yeah. it but there's you know and it doesn't mean that that Ed's wrong or Len's wrong or whatever. Just mean it wasn't going to work in Edmonton. Ed's gone to BC, and we'll see if it works there, and we'll see what what happens going forward here. But uh, to me, it was 
yeah, he gets he gets he got tagged with fi- the guy who fired Ed uh, Ed Hervey, and I think that has started a, a tough relationship between him and the fans. At least when you see the stuff on social media and, and, and things like that. I know he talked to Ryan about that and said yeah. uh, he said about I believe he said about an hour ago I deactivated yep. my Twitter account, yeah. so he's out of the Twitter business. And I think and, it was shoot me if I ever yeah, show back yeah, up yeah, exactly. on there so, again. And I'm not necessarily sure that Twitter. Well, I actually am very. Uh, let me change that. I'm very sure that Twitter is not the real world. No. Um, and so you have a lot of people out there who can be very, very vocal and say a lot of things and then just walk away people from who, it. People who go to games, have a good time, yep. enjoy themselves, enjoy the atmosphere, mm-hmm. rarely go on Twitter and say thank you. Mm-hmm. People who go and have a bad experience, well, yeah. they don't stop tweeting about it. Yeah, Blake, what do you, what do you think um, as far as what he did right, what he did wrong? Well, you know, I, I think that uh, Len had to, uh, when, he, when he came to the Eskimos, there was a whole lot of stuff that, uh, that he had to do that was like thinking outside the box. Because obviously the organization had run a certain way for a long period of time. And they were starting to see a reduction in things like um, um, the season tickets, uh, something at the, the rate of about 2% a year. Yep. And, and that was something that the Eskimo organization really hasn't had to face in almost forever. And I think anything that he did to try to bring people into the stands was a good idea. And he, and he again, sometimes, sometimes it made the traditionalists unhappy, but I think he did a, a, a nice job in, in doing something, which is what needed to be done. Um, you know, and, and uh, whenever there's, whenever uh, people part ways like Ed Hervey and, and, uh, and uh, Len Rhodes, there's an awful lot of things that people don't know that mm-hmm. happen. And, and I know Morley touched on that, and you touched on it as well. But I have talked to people within the organization that felt that that was the only move that could mm-hmm. happen. And uh, and there was a bunch of reasons for that. Um, and that's not to say that, that uh, uh, Ed Hervey did not do a good job. But, uh, you know, when you've got two strong personalities, you've only got so many dollars that are in a bucket. And uh, you've got to make sure that that goes around along, uh, uh, you know, through among, uh, amongst a bunch of people. Yeah. You can't have those two guys in the same room. And that was the case. As far as, um, you know, oh, uh, winning... You know, uh, and that sort of thing. I'm, I'm sure, as he said, would have loved to have been in the Grey Cup, not making the the playoffs this year. That was, uh, I'll let him say it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to get fired for saying. But he said it was really crappy, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. But um, I mean, Lens' impact, Lens, how he developed in the community. That's what I. That's what uh, I really. That's. Uh, I have a lot of respect yep. for that, and I will have a lot of time for that and him uh, because of that, and I don't see that happening very often. I appreciate Lynn Rhodes for that uh, a lot because he came here from somewhere else, mm-hmm. and it's somewhere else that most of us don't like, yeah. Yeah, yep. Eastern Canada, yep. right? And he embedded himself in Edmonton. He became an Edmontonian. In fact, this morning said, I want to stay in Edmonton. Yep. I hope my next opportunity is in Edmonton because <laughs> I want to stay in Edmonton. He got involved in charities. He got involved in the community. Um, he got involved in everything he possibly could. He became the head of the, the Chamber of Commerce yep. for a year. Uh, that's what I think people should appreciate most about Len Rhodes is how he became an Edmontonian coming from outside. And we've got a record 
a past of not really welcoming people mm. from the east into our community, mm-hmm. you know, and that's probably something we need to work on. <laughs> but he came in and he had to, to fight the stigmas and he had to fight that and, and he did a great job doing it. And it was pretty hard to go anywhere in a week and not see Len Rhodes somewhere at some event. Well, and shedding some light on, on some topics that were pretty tough for a lot of folks, other folks mm-hmm. to talk about, whether it was domestic violence, prostate cancer, he was he was out there sharing his sto- sharing his stories. Yeah, and, and, and let's face it, we're talking professional sports. We're, uh-huh. we're not talking about uh, lifelong careers in one place. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to, to be in, a, in, in, in any position in, in professional sports, to be in a, a uh, uh, in one place for seven years is a considerably yeah. long time. And, mm-hmm. and uh, to have left as large a footprint as he did, an impact on, on the city and this organization, uh, you know, I, I'm okay with him moving on. You know, it's, 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 Ron Lancaster said after a certain amount of time when he was coaching us, he said to his wife, I'm telling the same stories over and over again. And I need to move to someplace else where I got a new audience. And, and, and that's obviously what's going to happen with Lynn. Blake Dermont and uh, Morley Scott joining me in studio. We'll take a quick break here when we come back. Let's talk Mike Riley. I've been moving calm, don't start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful. So that's uh, Drake for you. He won last night as well. Len Rhodes stepping down, giving up uh, the role of CEO and president of the Edmonton Eskimos on February 20th. He says, uh, looking forward, he says the team's going to be just fine. We missed the playoffs this past year. That's that's shitty. Let's be honest. But but it's not the end of the world. This club is going to do well going forward. Brock Sunderland, Jason Moss, all the crew have a great plan going forward, and I feel very confident we're in good hands. We're in good hands, but whose hands are going to be receiving that those snaps? Uh, Mike Riley, by all accounts, it sounds like is heading to uh, BC uh, tomorrow. What are you guys hearing? What do you guys know? It's everything but official with Mike Riley, which is sad, but mm. uh, it is a fact. Pro sports players and good players move on. Hey, it's Edmonton. We know yeah. that, right? So, uh, yeah, that that's now it's up to Brock Sunderland. He's got to go out and do something. He's got to go out and find a quarterback and you're not going to replace full-on Mike Riley because yeah. you're not going to get like I say, he's the package. He does everything yeah. on and off the field. He does it very well. You're not going to replace all of that with one guy. you got to go out and worry about a guy who can throw the football downfield and, and, and win some games. But there's a lot of guys out right now uh, really up for grabs. There's I only think, a couple of... I think there's only three quarterbacks that are signed. Yeah. Two, three teams know who the quarterback are next yeah. year. So, Four, so, if you so count six the BC teams are, are, yeah. are in that situation that uh, that the Eskimos are in. And uh, BC, you can take BC off the table. So there's still five teams that don't know who the, and and there's some good quarterbacks that are out there. Uh, there's still some, and I can see some of those guys changing teams. And uh, you know, and we we were just talking off air about a couple. Uh, you mentioned Trevor Harris. Trevor yeah. Harris is in Ottawa. He has a connection yeah. to the Eskimos staff with working with Jason Moss, working with Brock Sunderland before, and he's numbers wise, he's right there, just behind or close enough to Bowley by Mitchell and, and Mike Riley as far as stats go. Uh, one thing that intrigues me, and I think nothing's been said about the Eskimos giving uh, BC permission to talk mm-hmm. with Mike Riley, but we all believe that's happened. And I would assume in return, they would have got permission to talk with Jonathan Jennings okay. uh, before free agency ends. And he's a guy who is, 
I don't know. We don't know who he is yet. His okay. first year, he's fantastic. He was all world. He was God's gift of football. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of fell off the map mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. And I think putting him in a position to work with Jason Moss day in and day out will make him a much better player. And the thing about Jonathan Jennings, too, is what is he, only 26 years yeah, old? Yeah, he's very young. So he's yeah. a, he's out, out of all the guys that are out there, he's the youngest one. And sometimes uh, change is good as a rest. You know, and maybe he comes to a different organization and works with a different coordinator. And, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously one that was a quarterback that could probably, you know, it, it might be able to add something to his game. And, and I don't know if that's... Uh, first of all, if I got to go into the season hanging my all of my hopes and dreams on Jonathan Jennings based on what he's done over the last three years, I'd be a little nervous about it. But, uh, you know, he may be somebody that could respond to the change. A little bit heartbreaking for uh, Eskimos fans because we all, you know, a lot of us, you know, loved Mike Riley on so many different levels as far as you talk about being a complete package. He certainly was, certainly always great with the media. It had time for everyone, time for the fans, great on, on the field. Um, but when it comes down to it, you look at it, Seattle is home base. It's the perfect match for him. I Young mean, kids. He's, he's a, what is it, an hour and a half, two hours yeah. to drive there? I mean, when his daughter has a recital on a Wednesday night, he can go home and see it. You know, it's oh. it's it's plain and simple. It's a, it's a good fit for him and his family. And, you know, he's going to have to play in front of 19,000. Hey. He's going to have to practice at a dump in Surrey. But, yeah, and you know, hey, you know what? And we'd all the take the, the money. We'd all take the money. Absolutely. Anyone who says Absolutely. otherwise, yeah. you're wrong. Um, Morley, Blake, countdown on to, like, training camp. When, when is football back? Well, let's worry about free agency oh, first no, tomorrow. No, We're going to have all the details during the day tomorrow about free agency and, and who the Eskimos sign and possibly lose. And uh, training camp... Mid, mid-May. It's oh, still a ways still away. away. Still a ways. Morley Blake, thank you for this. I appreciate it. No you problem. Bet, thank you. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.